Hi, I'm Lynn, compulsive eater and restrictor, and it's good to be here and be with you all. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm nervous. I generally am nervous before I speak, but I feel a little extra nervous for whatever reason. Um, and something I did early on in program was to ask um, the group to do the serenity prayer with me. So I, I think if you're willing, I'd like to do that because it helps connect me to something bigger than myself. Um, so if you, I know we've, we'll do it again and I've done it, but um, if you'll do it with me, I would love that. So God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Um, so that, I guess, that prayer has been a part of my life for a really long time, um, even before OA, and I'm really grateful for it because I I feel like it gets to the essence of kind of what I need um, to be in recovery. Um, and I can use it, it's, it's short enough that I can use it, um, you know, if I need to go to the bathroom to take a time out from myself, from my kid, from my family, whatever it is. Um, yeah, so I guess I just wanted to say that, but I'll, I'll spend just a few minutes qualifying. Um, you know, I was doing some reading before, yeah, while prepping for this, and I ran across a story that was just really interesting that I don't remember reading before. It's in the Overeaters Anonymous book, and it's basically about someone who is anorexic and in OA. And, um, you know, it, it says something at that point in my life, food and thoughts of food owned me. Controlling food was the most important thing I did. Nothing, absolutely nothing was going to get in the way of my total control of food. Um, I'd quit going to restaurants and had started refusing to even come to the table if certain disgusting foods were served. As a couple, we had no social life. You never know what foods might show up. And as a family, it kind of goes on. And then it kind of talks about recovery. And I guess I just want to name that there was a point. Um, I Things were never quite that intense in terms of me totally isolating. But there was a point even early on in program where um, that was kind of the case. Like I was so controlling around my food that it was very isolating. And, <clears throat> and there are ways that early on, and, and I have to be careful in program that I can still use program to do that. Um, and that has been a big part of my particular disease, um, fear, control, and perfectionism. And when I feel out of control, even when it's with food, I will say that I really, the impulse is for me to jump back on that bandwagon and control. And, um, and, and this is where for me, higher power and, and whatever that is, like, I don't, I don't know, higher power for me can be really just going inside and finding like stillness, that quieter place inside that when not always, but with enough, you, at this point, I feel like with enough program with enough, um, yeah, years under my belt, if I really go in, I can find that place. I couldn't always like there was so much noise, constant noise in my head. And honestly, in my body, I think my whole nervous system was kind of under assault in certain ways from just life and my particular maybe constitution mixed with my family, my kind of chaotic family that 
there were times earlier on, I really couldn't find that. Um, but now, now I can. And I think a lot of that, it's like, um, it's, it's practice and it's, it's, um, coming back over and over again. Um, but I guess just in, again, in terms of just qualifying a little bit more, I, I will say that's not like the only aspect of, you know, it could, it could kind of flip flop back and forth, but the, between like feeling really out of control with food and then feeling really controlling. But the biggest issue around it was how much space it took up in my life. And, um, because that's not a life, like whether it's being compulsive, it's just not a life. And it's not a life that I, I want. And, um, you know, and I guess I have to name, so I've done a lot of work in the last few years, um, because I've had, you know, I have chronic health issues. Um, and I was on a medication that actually suppressed my appetite and, um, and it was not good for me. I, I will just name. And there was a part of me, like it quieted certain things. It quieted a lot, um, but it wasn't healthy for me. And part of recovery, and this is where I really am grateful for my sponsor. I'm grateful for a program. Um, part of my recovery was like, you know what? I, I first got a dietitian. I was like, okay, I need this medication. It's helping me. Um, so I got a dietitian. So got some outside help, which is something that program does recommend. Um, and then, you know, and I, I did that for years and I will say it helped, like it really helped me to be like, okay, I'm going to sit and I'm going to eat this meal. And, but I hated it. Like it was really like food just wasn't, um, pleasurable on any level. And to me, that's not really what program's about. It's not like making food not exist and not feel good. Um, and I will say even like when I was a teenager, like I always loved food. Like it was never, like I've always loved food. So that felt very ego dystonic, like not, didn't feel right. So ultimately like there were different things like my brain feel, wasn't working as well. Um, there were a lot of different health issues and with a lot of program support, um, I did some really brave things. Like I got a neuropsych eval, um, well, that was scary. I got, I got off this medication and I, and I told my doctors, I, I think for the first time, I was just like, I, I had them put it in my chart. Like I've had a restricting eating disorder and you cannot prescribe me, um, medications or I didn't, I just said, you know, that's something you have to be aware of. You can't prescribe me things that are going to make me lose weight. Um, it's problematic. And, and, and I think, and I'm just going to name this as maybe an outside, but there's so much fat phobia in this culture that that's, that's actually pretty hard to do. Like, I don't, I mean, I can't say doctors are still not trying to <laughs> prescribe certain things. It's, it, it, there's, there's just a real bias that makes it hard for people to see that as an issue, including our medical professionals. So, um, so anyways, I'm off all of that. But now I have to deal with like, I, I have a great appetite again. And in some ways it feels bigger than ever because I was, I was weight suppressed and I was appetite suppressed and it's really been scary. Um, and, and I've turned and there, and there've been times, I'll just be honest, there've been times where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go and control it and get on the scale. And that's, that's my disease that's not higher power and that's not my recovery. And so I feel really grateful to be here today because you all, um, even though there's a part of me that's like, oh, this isn't supposed, this isn't 
this is an OA. And I know that traditionally there was a period where I think that was true, but that's not the case anymore. Like we get to have whatever experience it is we have around food. And I think the thing for me that connects us all is um, the compulsivity, whether it's around overeating, whether it's around obsessing, like the obsessing, the space in the mind and the body that it takes up. And so anyways, I, you know, that's what I'm working on right now. And um, I'm talking to my sponsor and I'm, um, you know, and I'm having, I guess on the other side, it used to be that I didn't want to be around people who were eating a bunch of sugar and things like that. That's it for me. That's disease. Like that's not me being in community. It's like people are going to do what they need to do or, or they're going to do what they're going to do. And my job is to take care of myself and to be a peaceful as much as I can, which God, I, I need help with that, which I'll talk with that peaceful, a peaceful person in this world. And um, let's see. Okay. I'm getting a little lost here. Yeah. Oh, but the other thing that's come up for me now, it's really hard for me to be around people on diets. And I have a lot of people in my life who are like, I'm doing paleo this, I'm doing that. And I just want to say, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear about it. And, you know, I'm not going to say that, but, and, and I'm, I talked to my sponsor and she's like, well, you know, it's a little, I don't know, like, let's, why don't you write about it? And I'm like, I just want to tell them it's going to be my 50th birthday and I don't want to hear about food, body, diet, any of that. And she's like, okay, why don't you, why don't you write about it? <laughs> and so that's my task for this week. I have a big weekend coming up. I'm turning 50 in two weeks. And um, I have a weekend with some girlfriends who I love deeply and, you know, people are doing their things and I just have to take care of myself in that. So um, let's see um, one thing. So I know I'm kind of, how am I using program right now? So I'm using my program by talking to my sponsor. Thank you. Um, getting to meetings. Um, one meeting that, um, has been really cool. Um, I'm not doing as much right now just because of schedule. It's this two-step prayer meeting. Um, it's on, uh, it's OA, but it's OA footsteps. And so it's all virtual, it's all online. And it's really, you know, it's just been a really neat practice because I pray and I meditate and I write, but I often don't do all those things together. I'm like, that's a little too much program for me. And, um, and I'm just joking there. Like, it's actually really great, but know I have to work to work my program like I have to really give my um I have to really pray for willingness still to work my program on a daily basis and to work it not at the bare minimum I guess I'll say like um you know when I work my program really well my life is so much better and so but I still have to pray for that willingness and in this two-step prayer meeting it was really cool um we would do like five minutes of meditation ask a question to higher power and then um and then write from higher power to self and you know whatever that is um you know it's like i was looking back at um the 80 87 88 out of the big book and you know the first and i love i actually love this this piece it says as we go through the day we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action so for me, sometimes, how, I mean, higher power is really that pause. It's like just taking a moment before I open my mouth, before I, um, you know, I mean, I guess before I take a bite of food. I mean, I don't know, that gets a little tricky for me, but honestly, 
yes, like just to be in relationship to myself, to something greater than me, just to pause, like that's higher power. So anyways, I, I was using that prayer and there were a lot of big things going on in my life. Like my husband's had, you know, he was basically, I was single parenting for about six weeks. Um, I went on a trip to Europe with my son that was supposed to be all three of us. And I replanned it in two days and, um, and did it solo. And, and, and I managed to do that without resentment. And that was because I worked my program. And, um, and, and now what I notice is there's resentment coming up now. Like it's a strong force in my life. Like I have to, uh, I, I can have things from like 10 years ago, come back and be like, you did this. Like I have to keep working that four step all the time. Um, and I also used it like the other thing is, you know, there've been some things with my kid where we really need, want to support him in a different way. And, um, and like school was really, really hard for him. And so we, you know, I made the push to like, you know what, we're going to pull him from public school. And I felt very conflicted about that for many, many reasons, but I think it was the right thing, but basically I need to be making more money. And so I, I started looking for work and I feel like higher power has just been so strong in my life. And in that way, and in that two-step prayer, it's like, I got a job offer. It wasn't exactly what I thought. Like I wanted part-time, I wanted benefits. I wanted, I wanted a lot. Like, and, and just in that there's like the opposite of being like willing is awful. This is also this idea for me of will, willfulness, like what I want um, instead of like, is this, is this aligned? And so I just prayed about it and I, I don't fully know, but I got a lot of support from my higher power. I'm taking on this full-time job um, and I feel really grateful. Like it, it lines up with a lot of um, just my skills, what excites me. Um, it's going to be a huge change in my life. I'm going to have to really work my program around it, around just, probably letting go, letting go of a lot of things and being okay with, um, imperfection. And, um, and that, that's, again, that's a big part of my particular disease. It's like perfectionism and pride. And, you know, I'm, I have a lot of fear that I'm not going to be able to hold all of the balls like going like family, um, my small part, you know, my, another piece of work, my writing, full-time job. And the reality is I probably won't be able to hold all that exactly the way I want. And I'm, I'm going to have to see how it goes. Um, but I feel really grateful and let's see what else I wrote some, I wrote a bunch of notes here. <clears throat> yeah. And so that's what I actually wrote. A lot of blessings are currently happening. And then I guess the other piece I'll just mention, um, you know, I, I just came back part. I came back to see 15 minutes. Great. Thank you. Cease. Um, I came back from seeing my mom um, and she finally got a proper diagnosis. It's been kind of a, a few years of like, she had a neurologist did a really bad job with her in my, in our opinion. And um, basically they were just like, well, we'll try these different medications. She's been falling like a lot. Like there were times she was falling every week and and um, we have full-time support for her. Um, you know, thankfully they have whatever they have 
long-term disability, which has saved all of our, it's really helped in a, um, a huge way. And um, so she has a progressive neurological disease that, you know, and, and basically she will probably die either falling or choking. Like that's what they said. And um, the falling, no surprise, but there was something about getting a proper diagnosis. Like it actually like just helped um, me calm down and helped actually helped her be in reality. But the part of program is that for the first time in a long time, like, and I will say programs helped me tremendously with my relationship with my mother in particular, but it's gone up and down because things get stressful when a parent is aging poorly. And um, so we can't say it stayed this like accepting relationship. Like I've really struggled with her and, um, but it helped me just really feel the grief. Like I was sad that whole trip instead of just being like, worn out coming back, which is what has happened. It's like, I keep it all together and then I come back and I collapse. I was just so sad and, and, and sometimes agitated and definitely not as always as kind as I think my higher power would want for me and my mom, but that's me being human. Like I, I wasn't perfect. And, um, and, you know, and I think it's also given me like, and there's a difference. So programs help helps me discern between self-pity and just re like reality checking. And the reality is my parents, I had one dad, you know, I have one dad. I did only have one dad, but I had my dad pass away um, of all, well, not really of Alzheimer's, but kind of of Alzheimer's. And, and I've been raising a, a, a kid and they live far away. And, my, and I've had a mother who's very chaotic and um, has, is having a bad ending and it's hard. And I've been part of my disease is like being really hard on myself. Like, God, I can't, you know, I can't work full time. I can't do all these things that I feel like I should. And um, part of the recovery is like, just own, like, just accepting, like, that's been really hard to have 15 years of caring for parents who are aging quite poorly and raising a kid. And, but the blessing in it is I feel connected two minutes. Thank you. I feel connected to my family and I feel connected to, um, like I saw my mom and there's something about this particular disease where it's like the eyes kind of, um, flatten out in a certain way and they don't move as well. And I just saw her as this, I saw her wounded animal child self in a way that is really painful, but also just really freed me up to love her. And I honestly don't think you all knew I wouldn't get through a whole share without crying. So anyway, I really don't think that would have been possible without you all, my fellowship, and without program. And I'm very grateful. And I will close. Thank you.